0: Good afternoon, Bards Nation. How is everybody doing today? It is Thursday, March 9th, 2023, and this is Bended Knee. I am Duncan McGregor from Kilted Christian covering Scott while he is out of town and resting his voice. So I will be doing a Bended Knee today. be doing it tomorrow. Um, Scott will be a running Bards FM tomorrow evening, and I will be interviewed by him on his show, and then he'll be running pictures of men. Hopefully his his voice gets back to good. It's sounding a whole lot better now than it did um, over the last couple of days. And then tonight um, we have two Bards FM. So uh, that'll be the part two or excuse me, part three and part four of the Brad Cummings interview. So hope you guys get to listen to that. That is um, amazing. Listening to Brad Cummings speak. So, all right, everybody today topic is a little out of my wheelhouse. um, And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about children, children in scripture. And there's a reason that I, that I chose this topic today. Um, first off, I, I must admit, I am not a, I am not a parent. I more than like will never be a parent, but that's okay because God had other plans for me. But everyone that I know, um, I'm at the age where, you know, everyone I grew up with has their children. Um, I've got multiple nephews, um, a niece that I absolutely love to death, which is why, you know, I fight so hard for the children. And that's one thing. Um, like I said, the reason that I picked this one is because I've had, a uh, easily five or six people reach out to me just, you know, over the last month or so with issues that they're going through personally with their children. So I was hoping, hoping that I could dig through scripture and find some of the answers that you guys are looking for. But sadly I did not. I found a bunch of wonderful things in here, um, going over children and how to raise them and, you know, raise them with the Lord. But the one thing that I was looking for and hoping to find, um, is an answer to the questions that I've been, you know, having or, or things that people are going through right now. And that is how difficult it is to be a parent in today's time. Unlike any other time in this world, um, it's difficult to be a parent because your children are being indoctrinated or being approached by Satan and, and all the evil from every which way. And everyone that I know here are just amazing people amazing parents you know know, there's an old saying that it takes a village to raise a child well in the village that I live in I wouldn't want them to raise my child because all they're going to do is indoctrinate. we're watching this and I think most of us live in areas like this now as far as this group right here in front of me in chat I'd happily let you raise my child or help raise my child because you all know the importance of raising your child knowing the Lord Almighty but here's the thing is even the most christian of christians the ones that spend their lives from the moment that their children are born until this time when they start growing up you do the best you can you guys raise them knowing god you you read the scripture to them you do everything that you can and you're great parents don't let the times of today make you just don't make you question your abilities as parents you guys are absolutely amazing parents and and I'm not going to mention any names because many of, many of them are here with us today. Or some of the people that have reached out are, are, are here today that are going through these issues. You guys are amazing parents. The problem is that the world is against you. And no matter how well you teach your children, no matter how well you discipline them, no matter how much scripture you bring into your child's life throughout their lives, eventually they're going to leave your home. Whether it's just to go to school whether it's to go hang out to, with their friends whether it's to a dance to a sporting event or eventually to college eventually your children are going to be out of your house and out of your view and out of your control so we're seeing a great answer to this right now is many of us are starting to um you know teach our children at home which is a great solution to this but we're now just starting to realize something that we should have noticed a while back but we didn't because we trusted And the thing is, is we're learning that a lot of who we trusted, you know, these organizations, our education, you figured, hey, they've got our kids' best interests in mind, but it's the government. And the government is trying to take ownership of our children. And doing so, they're hiring the worst of the worst teachers. They've got preachers literally teaching sermons um, about how homosexuality is okay. And it's just part of life, how it's okay for transgender children. And these are just some of the problems, not to mention. the the drugs when they go out that they're having to deal with, you know, things are a lot different today than when we were younger. And oh man, I was I prayed to the Lord. I was so hoping that I could find and bring some of the answers to what people are directly facing today. But not all the answers I could find. I'm not saying it's not in scripture because I'm certain it's in there somewhere. But I just wanted to come here today before we started our prayer, before I read some of the verses that I've grabbed for today's show, just to tell you guys We love you, and we know that you are doing the best for your children. We know you are. And, you know, the devil is just working overtime right now. And don't ever think that it's you. Don't think that it's you, because I know you guys are doing amazing things. But like I said, eventually your children walk out of the house. When they go to school, they're being bombarded with just some of the most insane things that we never thought were possible. This is why we need to come together in this. This is the importance of prayer is because prayer is going to get us out of this. If we can reach out in prayer for each other, whether we have children or not, pray for those that do. Pray for their situation. Pray not only to give the parents strength to endure what they're having to deal with with their own children that they loved. they've done everything they could to raise, but pray for those children as well, that they can see through the indoctrination. Something comes along to wake them up to where they can see it. Because right now, like I said, no matter how much you intend to do the greatest things for your kids, you know, we can't always be there with them. And like I said, they're, you know, just like when we were younger, you know, many people wanted to, you know, be popular. They they wanted to be known. They just they didn't want to be left out. And it's even worse today than it was when we were younger. And many of us didn't care. We didn't mind being the uh, the small fish in the big pond. Um, but today it's even more difficult, like I said, than when we were younger and these kids are, I don't know, they're, it, the peer pressure is more insane. Like I said, back in the day, you know, we would get in trouble for maybe drinking a beer and, uh, you know, if we smoked weed or something else, something we just, we didn't talk about, we didn't say it to our parents, but today, Beer is acceptable. Alcohol is acceptable. People, oh, you're just smoking pot. No big deal. You know what I'm saying? You know, now they're the things they don't talk about are like cocaine, fentanyl, heroin and stuff like that, which are becoming bigger and bigger things. So like I said, as a parent right now, you guys are dealing with more than you ever have. So we will constantly pray for the strength. Those of us that don't have children, we are willing to fight so that you guys don't have to. If it came to war to protect our children so that you could stay home and watch your families, we're willing to go out there and do this fight for you guys. Just because many of us don't have the children doesn't mean that we don't love those children and appreciate that they are the greatest gifts that God have ever given to us. They are born in the innocence that Jesus lived his entire life. They know instinct. We teach them what they eventually learn. And sadly, um, like I said, once they get out of our hands, once they move on to school or any of these other places, we don't have control over what they're seeing, over what they're hearing, over what they're learning. And now even to the point where many of these schools and and other areas around our country are trying to get these kids to be quiet about um, these indoctrinations. They're convincing them, hey, you, maybe you feel more comfortable as a girl because you wear a kilt. Well, a kilt's not a dress. I mean, but this is how bad things are getting right now, is they're trying to convince these kids that it's one thing. It's the new fashion, no different than when we were younger. You know, we we knew that there was some gay people in our school. We generally they didn't say anything. We didn't say anything. Um, but then a couple of generations later, it became a fad, and then you know, uh, experimentation with the uh, same gender like I said, it became a fad and people just started kind of celebrating and doing it to the point now where it's just common and reached the point that we never, ever thought that we would reach. So once again, we are doing everything that we can to help these children, to keep them aware, to keep them on the right track, to keep them focusing on the Lord almighty. And like I said, we don't always get to be there with them, um, especially when they go to college and it gets even worse. And the sad part is that we pay for that. So guys, it's three eleven. Um, we're gonna do a little bit of spiritual warfare. So everybody would please uh, bow your heads and, and pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for everything that you blessed us with. Thank you for letting us come together daily in prayer, dear Lord, together, so that we can make these prayers reach across this world. Heavenly Father, during these days we're dealing with a lot of difficult times. We keep our our focus on on you. We keep our feet in the kingdom, our eyes on the kingdom. We keep reading scripture. We do everything that we can for ourselves and for our children. But dear Lord, the devil is coming after us more than he ever has. And he's reaching out for the youth more than anything. Because if he can change the youth, the devil can change history. And we can't allow that to happen. So Heavenly Father, I ask during this time that you please answer the prayers of all of those parents right now that are going through difficult times. Those that are frustrated right now because they have done the right thing. They have prayed. They have taught the scripture to their children. They have taught them morality. They've taught them virtue. They've taught them values. But then they leave and they end up in a place, dear Lord, where they are being deceived from every angle. So I ask your Lord that you give those parents patience. That you give those parents the ability to open up their children's eyes so that they can see the truth that they've been working on their whole lives. But I also ask your Lord that you get into the hearts of those children. Allow them to have the discernment so that they themselves can see through the deception. They themselves can focus on the values and the virtues that you have brought and taught to us, dear Lord, that they can keep their feet and their eyes and their heart in the kingdom, focused on you and not getting caught up in this rat race that has become what we call earth. Heavenly Father, one day we are going to be in heaven, but until that day, we need to fight down here on this earth as much as we can. Until you bring us home, dear Lord, we need to fight, especially for the elders who hold that wisdom, and a, and a lifestyle that we didn't get to know. But dear Lord, they want to remove the elders so that the wisdom dissipates, disappears. Dear Lord, we also need to protect the children because the children are in fact our future. The children are designed around how we raise them, around how the world raises them. And Heavenly Father, we need to protect them because if we can't protect them now, the world's going to fall apart. They are our hope. Heavenly Father, we've made the mistakes. We have allowed the world to get to where it is today. So let us make up for this and let this war, this battle, be on our watch, not our children's. Dear Lord, give. I ask during this time that you just give our children that fighting chance. And I know you love the children. And we can learn a lot from as you... Scripture. And I've got many verses that I'm going to read today, dear Lord, speaking about how we can be like children when we seek, Lord, with the excitement, with that love, with that innocence. So I ask, dear Lord, that you please bring virtue, love, and innocence back to this world. Let people see with their hearts again, not with their eyes. Don't let them go off of pure emotion from the deception that they're being taught, but let them see the truth as you lift that veil up more and more every single day. Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless all of those people that don't have children so that they themselves are willing to fight for these children so that the families don't have to. Dear Lord, we may come to a physical battle at some point and I stand up, I hold my hand up high saying, pick me because I will walk in this to save these children and do whatever we can to protect the virtues, the innocence and everything that you have blessed this world with. But dear Lord, I also ask that you give us patience during these times and give us focus so that we can be most effective in doing this helping these children out, setting this world back on the way that it was intended to be, at least during this time while we're on this earth, dear Lord. But Heavenly Father, please be with all the parents. Just settle their hearts, calm them down, give them the insight that they need to make the greatest changes in their children, the ones that have been indoctrinated. Let them turn them around and let them see what is most important in this life. And Heavenly Father, we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. Well guys, I tell you, um like I said, I one of the biggest things I think that we can all agree on is the dangers that have been posed on our children throughout, you know, history. You know, you go back all the way into scripture and you saw baby sacrificing to Moloch, to, Mullah, to um, Nimrod, to whatever gods that they had out there, they were sacrificing children. They were killing children in order to find the baby, the Messiah. You know, it, this is nothing new. But today They've just changed everything and and gotten people to back it, which is crazy. You know, we, we call a, you know, we, we put things or they put things out there like abortion, probably the best example. And people don't realize that they are still nothing but sacrificing to evil. And they have gotten many people in this world to back it in the name of women's rights or whatever they want to. And the devil is quite good at what he does. He's quite good at deceiving the people and you know it, it, discernment just isn't as easy as it is which is why it's important that we need to pray for this more and more every single day because like i said life parenting is a whole lot different today than it was just 20 years ago my sister reached out to me the other day in tears because my niece who was on the track team in a very red city small area um and was racing against a transgender boy this is a very young young um I mean, this, this I think there were 12, 13, 14 year, um, you know, age class in this. And this is happening more and more and they're convincing most kids that this is okay. And this is where we need to start standing up Montana, Deb, this is insanity. And this is why we need to get more active in our local communities to make this change. So that, because it's not a matter of what they're doing. It's not a matter of them actually letting boys race against girls. It's a matter of them convincing the girls that this is okay women's month is right now celebrating women and what do they do they pass out awards to men who are pretending to be women see this is where we're at right now and this is the importance of fighting we need to make sure that our kids understand the truth so that they're not carrying this on and perpetuating the same thing that's happening right now in the future so i've got some uh some scripture that i'm going to read um today which goes over children and 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 it's many many forms because children are talked about frequently in the bible and i was so hoping to have and find those answers directly to those people that are going through the struggles with their own children right now the good parents the loving parents the ones whose kids go off to school and they come back different people arguing no different with college they leave for one year of college and they come back and they've been indoctrinated they're fighting with the parents the parents don't know what to do and like i said we're paying for this you know the parents are paying for that indoctrination not an education anymore so first i'm going to start off with a proverbs 22 6 train up a child in the way that he should go even when he is old he will not depart from it and that's true you know, we, we raise our children and we hope that, you know, by raising our children with those values of God, that even in their adult life, um, they will carry these values on and raise their children the same way that they were raised with that love and those values. But one thing that I will say, and I will remind you, I guess I want you just to think back to when you were kids, think back to when you were teenagers and how your parents would discipline you. Or they would tell you something. They would give you some wisdom, and you laughed at them because we thought we knew better. But one day we become adults. One day our brains become developed, and many of us did the same thing that I did when I got to a certain point. I said, "My goodness, my dad and my mom were right." We all come to that point, and sometimes it just takes a little bit of patience because kids do go through phases, and we can't forget that. And it, and it's more you know it's more important than ever whether they're listening or not, to keep on talking about God, to keep on pushing you know, the Scripture and trying to give it to them. Because remember, planting seeds is never in vain because one day those seeds are going to grow. And like I said, we can always hope and pray together that our kids come out of these phases and come back to understanding what is most important and forget the logic that they've been taught, but real logic. And that lies within Scripture, the importance, the absolute truth. So Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. And like I said, all of the people that I have talked to over these last month or so that are dealing with issues with their own children, um, they all do this. They, they teach um, scripture. They teach the, the Lord to their kids. But like I said, you know, they're being indoctrinated from every corner. The devil has upped his game because they're running out of time. And we know they're running out of time. We can see the panic every single day. Things move forward a little bit quicker every day. They're running out of time. Our Heavenly Father is coming back. Psalms 127, 3 through 5. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame. When he speaks with his enemies in the gate, you know, um, there's nothing bigger than the blessing of a child. That is like one of the greatest things that God ever gave to us, pure innocence. And it's not just a gift to the family. It's a gift to the world because those children, when raised right, when raised in the Lord can end up growing up to be what makes the biggest changes in our entire world. And that's the importance of, of preaching scripture, of raising our kids, right? Because they can change the world and they are absolutely 100 percent our future right now so genesis 1 and god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over everything that moves on this earth once again an absolute blessing to have these children and we are given dominion over these things to raise our children, to feed our children. God gives us everything he wants to, and he wants us to fill this land with, our, with his seeds. But what's happening right now is they are doing everything in this world to counter to, to go against this. And, you know, everything from the abortion, removing God's children, um, pushing uh, homosexuality where man and man can't have child, woman and woman can't have child, um, pushing the transgender movement. What happens? They don't end up having child. We have a generation right now that would rather have an—they they see abortion as the quick fix and not abstinence. They We live in a world where, you know, it's no longer just infidelity. It's no longer just adultery, but people are having threesomes and foursomes living together. One man in a relationship with five women, they're doing absolutely everything they can to remove God's children from this earth, even down to— pushing the vaccination and so forth, which sterilizes everything. And this is why we need to stay, Lord. Ask for that discernment. Pray to God. Keep having children. Raising these children ourselves, pulling them out of the schools if necessary, raising them on our own, and teaching them scripture. God wanted us to fill this earth with his kids, which is exactly why the devil's trying to remove that from this earth. And we're seeing more and more examples of that every single day. Um, Matthew 18, 10. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. And that's beautifully said, too, because children are a representation of our Father in heaven. They are born with instincts. I I used to say this, and, and I am dead serious. I trust the instincts of puppies and babies more than I do adults. Because we get so distracted. We, we figure like we know what's best. We figure that we see everything. But there's no better tell of a person's character than a puppy or a dog or a baby. Because they're instinctual. They haven't been taught this fake logic that we've learned over our lives. They only know feeling. So when a baby cries when someone walks around, you can pretty much guarantee that person's probably not a good person. But if a baby smiles and laughs... Boy, you can guarantee that's more than likely a person that you can trust. And it's the same thing with a dog. You know, the old saying is, um, I can't trust a person that, does, that doesn't like a dog, but I can trust a dog that doesn't like a person. So um, so we got uh, Psalms 127, or excuse me, I'm sorry, Proverbs 17, 6. Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their fathers. Isaiah 54, 13. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be peace of your children. And that's true. If your children knows those values, those virtues in Scripture, those children are going to grow up being good people. They're going to understand what it's like to treat people the way that you want to be treated, through the love of Christ, through that experience. They, they teach and they, they do everything through love, not through hate, not through disgust or, or deception. They teach through the Lord. And that's more important, like I said, going forward than ever before. The sad thing is, is the devil is trying to do everything they can to deceive everybody and walk them away from the Lord. And that just makes your job as a parent more and more difficult as the days go on. So Mark 10, 13 through 16. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them for to such belongs to the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God, like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And we should, we should experience scripture. We should experience what we read. And when we talk about the Lord, the same way that a child talks about God through their innocence, through pure love through pure understanding, through pure faith. We need to carry that on. And we're not going to enter heaven unless we can see this through the eyes of a child, through the heart of a child, through the experience of a child. You guys listen to me occasionally on Brothers in a Bible when I go through multiple verses and multiple books and bring things together, how excited I get. I literally sound like a little kid. I get so excited. We always should experience scripture the same way, with true excitement, with true love. Because it's beautiful when you put these connections together, when you see the teachings that God was teaching, and you see how well the Bible was placed out to almost get us through every situation that we could possibly go through. Even the one that I'm referring to today. Like I said, I may not have found the scripture I was looking for, but I bet you we dig hard enough that scripture is in there to teach the parents what they can do when dealing with the deception that the kids are going through. How to properly pull them over back to the good side and to open their eyes to that deception, to that truth. So, um, Matthew uh, 19, 14. But Jesus said, Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for such belongs to the kingdom of heaven. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, um, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And we get frustrated with our children, but we need to always stay calm. You know, as, as adults, especially as parents, staying calm and then bringing those kids to the scripted love in the Lord. And it doesn't mean no discipline. As a matter of fact, uh, the Lord specifically says, you know, spare not the rod. You know, we need to discipline our children, not beat them, but discipline them. Children, need to understand consequences. And today we're seeing a great example of what happens when the world lacks consequence. You know, they've changed laws to where they're letting criminals out of jail um, for things like murder, for rape, for pedophilia, getting very, you know, slaps on the hands. There's no consequences. And consequences are what are used to keep us from doing those bad things. My father spanked me just a couple of times growing up. Do I hold anything against them? Absolutely not. I deserve that. Those spankings ultimately made me a better person. It made me realize what consequence was. And my father only had to spank me a few times. Eventually the belt came out and you saw that belt and the belt itself was a a visual consequence because you knew how that belt was going to feel on your butt. So you ended up behaving yourselves. But now what have they done? They've made things like simple discipline. Um, they've made it child abuse. You know what? Spanking a child on your butt is not child abuse. Punching your kid in the face, absolutely child abuse. You know, sending your kid to the room um, so that they can think about what they've done, restricting them, keeping keeping them from doing the things that they want. Those are also great forms of punishment because they teach kids consequences. If you don't do what is right, we're going to take away the things that you want to do. But they have done everything they can to make it look like if you were disciplining your kids, you're a bad parent. Even to the point now where parents are more interested in being the child's friend than the parent. And I say this too, and I told my sister the same thing, is that there's always going to be time when your child grows up and becomes an adult to be their friend. But right now, we must remain their parents. We must be their parents and discipline them they may not always like us but we need to do what is best for them and when you're worried about just being their friend then you're not disciplining them you're basically doing harm to them because they're growing up feeling like they can do whatever they want to do even to the point where many of us live vicariously through our children um, i've got some family members that are great examples of that where they put their kids in the situations that they themselves wanted to do but couldn't, you know, whether it's pushing him into dancing, acting, entertainment, and so forth, which in my opinion, in my my sister's life, um, she does that as well. And it breaks my heart because I myself know exactly what the entertainment industry is like. And I certainly don't want my niece being pushed into that. But at the same time, you know, many parents um living vicariously through their children, wanting to be friends of their children, push them into this so that they can be popular and have what they didn't. And ultimately that's doing harm to the children. Cause it lacks a discipline. Um, and like I said, you're basically forcing your child to live the way that you wanted to, and not necessarily the, the way that they wanted to. So um, Proverbs 20:11, even a child makes him known by his acts, by whether his conduct is pure and upright. And that's one thing, is that generally child children are pretty honest. They they learn to lie. Um, you know, through school, through TV, through movies that they watch, even sometimes watching their parents do it, which is why we'd be, be careful about what we do in front of our children is they don't learn bad traits and bad habits. So Proverbs 13, 24, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. And that's exactly what I was just saying. You know, we don't want to discipline our children. But we must at times, you know, and it doesn't have to be physical. Like I said, there was a point where my father never needed to spank me again. He just needed to show me the spanking device, the butt bumper, I believe, is what Mary said. You know, and and I was like, okay, I get it. Today, children don't have that. Parents are absolutely afraid to discipline their children. I've watched screaming kids run around in stores and parents just letting them go what they were doing. When I was younger, my mom would have grabbed me handed me over to my dad, my dad would have dragged me out of that store and sat silent with me in the car, which is almost worse than being yelled at. Once again, reminding me of consequences of bad behavior. Deuteronomy 6, 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Psalms 113, 9, he gives the the barren woman a home Make her joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. You know, it was one verse, and I don't know if I I can't remember if I have it in here or not, but it talks about, you know, the, the worry of a mother before pregnancy. And then all of that ceases to exist once the mother has the baby and she sees the joy, that reward, that beautiful gift that the Lord Almighty gave us. All of the worry, the stress, and the pain that came prior to the birth instantly ceases. And it's no different, I feel, You can kind of add that to life is if we can look at the reward, whenever God sends us on a mission, whenever he sends us on a mission, he has us complete that mission. He knows what we're going to do. He watches after us. And although the mission itself may be arduous, it may be full of trials and tribulations. It may be painful emotionally. It may be painful physically. If we can just remember That when God sends us on a mission, at the end of it, it's going to be okay. It's going to be a reward. We just need to remember that from the beginning so that we can keep calm. We can keep the stress out of our lives. We can keep the focus in our lives as we move forward. And uh, no different than the mother who was weary and nervous and stressed before having the baby as compared to when she had it once you see that reward, everything changes. So if we can focus on that reward, focus on the remembering that when God sends us on a mission, he's got something for us at the end of it, focus on the end of that mission. And we're going to get to the mission a whole lot easier. And the trials and the tribulations become things that we endure rather than things that we suffer. So Mark 10, 14, but when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them so much belongs to the kingdom of God. And multiple times in scripture. But like I said, even the disciples were, were kind of pushing the kids away. And Jesus was like, uh-uh. no, those are those are angels. Those are replicants right now of what heaven is all about. Let the children come and do not hinder them. So Proverbs twenty-two fifteen, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him proverbs 29 17 discipline your son and he will give you rest he will give you delight to your heart and like i said there's a point where you don't have to discipline the children anymore because they learn they understand consequence at a very very early age and then they end up uh being the pillars of society the ones that go out and teach other people how to do better things they're the ones that end up eventually changing the world we can never give up on the children ever because remember a child between one and five learns more in that time period, then they do the rest of their lives. Just sink let that sink in for a second. And then after that, the brain doesn't fully stop developing. This is when you're starting to get logic. Logic starts developing at like five, six years old, but your brain doesn't fully stop developing until 26 years old. So technically we got a long way to go. And that's why, you know, the dangers of keeping your kids away from drugs and so forth is because, you know, the growth of that brain. And like I said, is all of this stuff that's happening in the world, the drug abuse, the drugs popping up everywhere, the indoctrination so forth, not a coincidence. It's all done to limit the growth of the mind. No different than staring at screens, video games all day, telephones all day. God wants us looking up. The devil wants us looking down. And that's exactly what the devil's done. 3 John 1.4 I have no greater joy than to hear that my child are walking in truth. And that is so well said, especially today. Man, if you have one of those children that are walking in truth, those children that you are just so loving and proud of. Um, my uh, my lady's granddaughter is a great example of that. She is one of those girls that just has this, one of those children that has this special connection with God already. And literally, she asked a question that almost brought me to tears the other day because it was such a grown-up question. And she asked simply, you know, she asked Jeff simply, What happened to the cross that Christ was um, crucified on? You know, what an amazing question for a little kid to answer. But the great part about that is that she's curious enough about Christ. She's curious enough about scripture to where she sits down when she reads and she asks these questions. You know, children, there's many, many children like that out there. And it's almost like you can see some of these kids out there and you can look at them in the eyes, 12, you know, 11, 12 years old and know that they're going to be the ones that ultimately change this world moving forward. You can see it in their eyes. They're just like they're like little 50-year-old, 11-year-olds, you know, just old souls, the ones that truly understand God. Sometimes I'll be honest, you know, I just like wow, I wish, you know, and I will at some point. I wish I could love and understand with the ease of those children. Once again, we're not getting into heaven unless we can see God through the eyes into the hearts of those children. So, Mark 9:37. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me, receives not me, but him who I sent me. Deuteronomy 4.9 Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget that the things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of life, make them known to your children and to your children's children. This is why they're trying to get rid of the elders. Those elders are the ones that lived a life that's a lot different than what we live. You know, even us, we grew up in a day that's a whole lot easier than it is today. But our grandparents, our great-grandparents, they grew up in a time that had some purity to it. You know, this is before the great changes, before the women's movement, when the government decided, hey, cool, now we can raise the prices of everything. We can split families apart. The wisdom comes from the elders and that is one of the main reasons they attacked the elders during this last little pandemic thing that we went through remove the wisdom Eventually remove the innocence of the children and then anything that procreates past that point is just gonna be lost souls Which is why this battle is becoming more and more difficult, but more and more impertinent that we keep our eyes on God We keep on praying because we know at the end God wins But we still need to do our little job right here on this earth while we can so I'm going to just read a couple more to you guys, and uh, we will get out of here for the day. So 1 John 3, 1. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it is not they do not know Him. And that's the thing, is our children are born with this beautiful innocence, you know, focusing on Jesus. When our kids know Jesus and we know Jesus, the world knows Jesus. But the less people that talk about Jesus to get into Scripture, that learn about Christ, that learn about the virtues and the values that that Scripture gives us, the less likely we are going to move forward in a world that's honest and loving. You know, there are way, way, way more um, good people in this world than there are evil. It's a big illusion deception because it seems like the evil always holds the microphone. But remember, there are more of us. And as I, you know... My guest last night taught me something, and I'll end with this, last night, and I'd never thought about this before, is that, you know, how many times have we said we want to make it our mission to help find someone um, that doesn't know Christ and lead them down that narrow path so that they know Christ like we do? We say that all the time. But my guest last night brought up a valuable point, and he said this. He said, he goes, I am not the person that brings people to God. I've never had the ability to do so. He goes, but I am the person that has been able to take those lukewarm hearts and make them hot again. You know what I'm saying? We all have a different purpose, and I hadn't even considered or thought about that. Yes, we have a big mission um, to try to help people find God. But we also have a mission to lead those that know God, that don't necessarily live God, to the point where they are living God again. And we we need to focus on that just as much. And like I said, if my guest had not said that last night, I don't think that would have been anything that I'd even thought about. But right now, there are a lot of very lukewarm hearts out there. There are a lot of people that know God, but don't live God. And God said straight up, he goes, you know, I have more disdain. It's like vomit in my mouth, the lukewarm heart, even more so than the one with the cold heart. Because those cold hearts, they're lost souls. They don't know Christ. But those lukewarms are the ones that know Christ but don't live Christ. And there's no point in knowing Christ if you don't live Christ. Because if you don't live Christ, in my opinion, you truly don't know Christ. And this is why you know the importance of having that relationship, on working on it, on building on it, on having conversations about God. This is why we are all here together to help each other through these times. So I ask, guys. You know, Every night, add this to your prayers. Pray for those parents of today. Pray for all of those beautiful and wonderful Christian parents that are out there doing their best to raise their children the way that they should be raised. But those same parents are dealing with um, counterproductive aspects of, of the world being in schools, and anywhere else their children go. I just ask that you add that to your prayers every night so that we can make these big changes, so that we can help those that we love. Some of them, like I said, right here with us right now, that we can help them through these hard times because it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of prayer. But I have faith in all of you. I have faith in the Lord Almighty, and I know things are going to get better for all of you. So guys, I love you very, very much. I will be back tomorrow again. Um, actually, I'll be running um, both uh, recordings tonight of Bards FM. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow for Bended Knee. And then uh, Scott will be running uh, Fishers of Men tomorrow evening. I'll be uh, his guest on that show. And then tomorrow night, he will be running Fishers of Men. So I want to thank you guys so much for joining me um, again today. There's just so much in this world, so many different topics to cover. But we're here for each other, guys. We love each other. We stand by each other because we are all the children of God. We are washed in the Lord's blood. And we have a lot, a big job to do. But God has our back. God's got us all on missions. Whether you have children, whether you have not, we are all here to fight for those children. And we're going to do it until the day we die. I've said this before. Scott said this before. If there's one thing that's going to bring this world together, no matter what party, no matter what ideology, no matter what belief, it's going to be the love of God. Of children, protecting our children. So don't let the news don't let the news you know convince you otherwise. They are trying to try to convince you that this is the way the world's going. There's way more people out there that all love our children and want to keep the purity and innocence of our children. And there's way less of the people out there trying to push this weird agenda they're trying to push right now. We just need to come together and we need to fight. And it all starts with prayer. So everybody, I want to thank you so much for joining us to today's Bended Knee on March 9th. I will see you all this evening. For those of you that are leaving, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. For those of you are hanging out for a little bit of music, I'm thankful you are here with me.
1: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty.
3: Blood is on the table and the mouths are choking.
4: So- oh.
0: guys, we're going to be playing one more song to end this out. And I seem to have a request for some Maynard. Let me see. Hmm. Do I have Maynard in here? Look at that. I'd probably have a lot of Maynard here. Play a little stink fist guys. We'll end this up. everybody have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day i will see you tonight um for the third installment of the brad cummings interview then i'll be back on Celtic christian with msm liars john always love thursdays and once again um Running Bended Knee again. I'll be doing Fishers of Men tonight. I'll be doing Bended Knee tomorrow. And then Scott will be back doing uh, Bards FM tomorrow. I will be his guest. And then he will be running Fishers of Men. Voice is getting a little bit better. Keep him in your prayers, guys. He still had to head home. We'll be doing that on Saturday. But have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. Endure work as much as possible. Hope you have a job that you love. But guys, I love you. And I hope you have a great day. And God bless.